A reading from the book of Genesis, chapter 12, verses 1 through 4. Now the Lord said to Abram, Go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you. I will make of you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great, so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and the one who curses you I will curse. And in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So Abram went, and the Lord had told him, and Lot went with him. Abram was 75 years old when he departed from Haran. A reading from the Gospel according to John, chapter 3, verses 1 through 8 and 16 through 17. Now there was a Pharisee named Nicodemus, a leader of the Jews. He came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do apart from the presence of God. Jesus answered him, Very truly, I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God without being born from above. Nicodemus said to him, How can anyone be born after grow, ha having grown old? Can one enter a second time into the mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Very truly, I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and spirit. What is born of the flesh is flesh, and what is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not be astonished that I said to you, You must be born from above. The wind blows where it chooses, and you hear the sound of it, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, so that everyone who believes in him may not perish, but may have eternal life. Indeed, God did not send the Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. The word of the Lord. The sixth graders generally are leaders in chapel on Thursday, and so we invited them to be leaders in chapel today as well. Um, uh, ben Ketchum, head of school, sometimes speaks at chapel, uh, but not, not all the time. We usually say some, a word at the end. Um, so I invited him to say more than a word at the end today. Uh, ben is, uh, is a, a great um, colleague. I've enjoyed working with him a great deal. And uh, we are tag-teaming our sermon today. And the Wild Seeds uh, title, those of you who are part of this congregation realize that my titles quite often don't have anything to do with the message. Uh, so disregard the title today, but do listen to what Ben has to say. Can you hear me through this? Perfect. Great. Well, it looks like God's making room for imperfections today, which is good for me. Um, uh, being Catholic, I'm used to, my comfort zone is the back, and so being up here in front today is, is a blessing. Uh, my priest would never let me get up and speak, so thank you, Father, I mean, Pastor Z, for this opportunity. <laughs> 
First, I want to say good morning to all RPC and RPDS families. This service has been a while in the making, so I'm truly excited that this day has arrived. As a school community, we consider it both a privilege and an honor to worship here uh, every Thursday morning. So on behalf of the school, I would like to extend our thanks for sharing this wonderful, sacred space. Although the church does not lie central uh, on our campus, we fondly uh, believe that this is the heart of our school. Uh, we begin and end the year in this space. We worship and give thanks in this space. We learn, we sing, we dance, and we celebrate our successes. And we honor those who have committed themselves to teaching and learning in this space. Now, most of my devotions are focused on students. So I, I have become accustomed to using pictures as a way to help me tell the story. So I ask that you bear with me as I use pictures to help make this talk uh, more relatable. Now, I will begin by saying I was pleased to hear that reconciliation was a recent theme here at RPC. We at RPDS are focusing on grace. So as many of us are visitors today, please forgive us if we have caused any uncomfortable moments. So we appreciate you making room for all of us today. This is the whole church. Oh. I don't know if everyone can see it. <laughs> it says the whole church watched with nervous anticipation as the visitors sat where the Martins have sat for 42 years. So on a more serious note, John 3.16. Today's reading includes what is perhaps one of the most well-known verses in the Bible. In fact, it's held to such esteem that we often see portions of it. We often see the text or the verses sketched into some unusual places, whether mugs, t-shirts, murals, uh, even signs at football games. But of course, there's a usual place that we see it here if you're a Floridian. So given its prominence and also understanding various people's desire to keep the verse in forefront of attention, I know this verse has great meaning for many of us. In today's gospel reading, we find Nicodemus and Jesus, two great minds engaged in a conversation about what it takes to get into the kingdom of heaven. Now, if you've ever considered what it is or what it takes to get into the kingdom of heaven, many things come to mind, especially good deeds that we strive to do daily basis. We're even taught at a very young age that to enter the kingdom, we need to be kind, loving, empathetic. We need to obey our parents, do unto others as they would have us do unto, to do unto you. Turn your cheek, tithe, serve, help the less fortunate, and the greatest of all, love others. Yes, these are certainly actions we can and should take as loving humans who care for others in a world in which we live. So in, reading, in this reading, we find Nicodemus a bit confused and perplexed. And the confusion comes because Jesus is describing something new. He's offering a new beginning, an unexpected route which leads to the kingdom of heaven. Jesus shares, No one can see the kingdom of God without being born from above. To which Nicodemus responds, How can anyone be born after growing old? Can one enter the t second time into the mother's womb to be born? Now, rightly so, Nicodemus cannot get his head around the idea that rebirth comes from simply letting go and allowing God and the Spirit to work through him. 
And this is only when he gives him, and it's only when he gives himself over that he will find a new beginning and he will be born again. Now, I love the idea of rebirth, of new beginnings offered through the gospel story. In fact, it reminds me of all the wonderful outcomes that beginnings afford us in our daily lives. And whether those being beginnings are welcome or not, I think it's safe to say that all beginnings bring us to new places, and in some cases, better places than where we were before. If we are listening and open, these moments often bring us closer to God. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm fascinated with beginnings. Beginnings are exciting. Beginnings bring new possibilities, new opportunities, new challenges. Beginnings are chances to meet new people, discover truths about the world, and new beginnings even open doors that help us realize our full potential. Again, I love beginnings. I love the beginning of a new day, the quiet start, the endless possibilities that lie ahead. I love the beginning of Notre Dame games when the players run from the tunnel. Clemson beginnings aren't so bad either. I love the beginning of a race and the energy that swirls around the starting line. The middle of a race, not so much. And I love the beginning of each season. And this year I look forward to the beginning of spring. Beginnings are special, and we all have individual stories and unique paths that have their own beginnings. Now, having said this, there's one beginning that is special to each of us here today. In fact, we as a collective community would not be here under this roof were it not for the beginning, which is the founding of Riverside Presbyterian Day School. You may not know, but Riverside emerged in 1948 at a time when religious education of any sort was being disallowed in schools. Determined not to yield to the status quo, the visionaries from RPC set forth to open a school of their own, one that provides students with an outstanding educational experience where love of learning and God would go hand in hand. Maybe that's where the thing, this logo came from. In 1948, shortly after the Supreme Court declared religious classes in public schools unconstitutional, Riverside Presbyterian Church, in agreement with that ruling, founded Jacksonville's first private elementary school as an outreach ministry for those who would want to include faith-based education in the classroom. The school's founders sought to provide a strong academic education in concert with, with Christian values. So to that, we say, wow, such a vision, such an imagination, such innovation. Knowing this context, my hope is that we begin to even more fully appreciate and understand how RPDS became and continues to be a mission of RPC. One of my favorite poets is Mary Oliver, and she stated in her life, attention is the beginning of devotion. So RPC, we thank you for paying attention to the times, for paying attention to children, and for paying attention to the future. During that moment in 1948, the outcome of your attention, RPDS, is something so remarkable, uniquely transformative, and I speak for families, faculty, trustees, and alumni when I say something very special. It gives me great joy to say that the outcome of your attention is now our collective devotion. RPDS is a mission of Riverside Presbyterian Church. And it's a huge responsibility that we do not take for granted. In fact, 71 years later, we here at RPDS take very seriously the spirit, 
the vision, the ideas, the values which our PDS was founded. Today, we honor the legacy by upholding a vision to be a school defined by academic excellence and intellectual exploration. Today, RPDS is a place where students and faculty thrive on deep and imaginative inquiry, both intellectual and ethical. We honor the legacy and vision by demonstrating empathy and compassion in our daily interactions with each other and the surrounding community. From the skin, knee, hurt feelings to helping hands and high fives, our students place the needs of others always before their own. We honor the legacy by continuing to serve in our community and throughout Jacksonville. Our PDS students have what we fondly call a servant hearts. They're actively engaged in the world and they think critically about what's going on around them. In the same spirit and with the same passion as our founders, we remain committed to service and proudly graduate students who are reflective, empathetic, collaborative, and take initiative. We even continue to honor the legacy by caring for the environment. Our students strive to make our communities better, and at the same time, they learn their own impact on our natural world. We honor the legacy of our founders by finding joy and wonder in learning. The purpose of learning here at RPDS is not simply the acquisition of facts, but it's about uncovering truths and discovering the world and ourselves. It's about finding our passion, realizing our potential, and using the special gifts God has given us. We also honor the legacy by embracing diversity and demonstrating appreciation of different perspectives. In our ever-changing society, RPDS students are open to others. They seek to understand differences, and they strive for a more equitable and just world. We honor that legacy by appreciating the importance of physical education and understanding its significance of, and the significance of being healthy and well. We honor that legacy by appreciating all forms of art and creative expression. And of greatest importance, we honor the legacy by an outstanding and dedicated faculty and staff committed to the mission of educating the mind, nurturing the spirit, and fostering the development of the whole child. These are just a few of the many ways that we carry on the legacy and the vision of the church and the founding members. So my hope for RPC and RPDS is that we remain open to the spirit, allowing for new beginnings, just like the visionary members of RPC who boldly said yes to possibility, yes to excellent education in a Christian context, and yes to raising children to have a propensity and disposition to want a better, equitable, just, and inclusive world, where love is central and new beginnings are always the norm. I'm delighted we are here to gather today for this new beginning for RPDS and RPDs, RPC, and hope that our vision for the next 71 years and beyond I'm truly excited about this beginning, this RPDS, RPC Sunday, and what it will bring to our Riverside community. Thank you. Thanks, Ben. Um, and I'm going to have a word with your priest. I'm going to say, dude, you don't know what you're missing, all right? And uh, actually, you got mine. I'm going to flip way ahead in this thing. Okay. Um, and so, you got mine up there? Did, I, I want to go to uh, the one where the second time it has the RPC, RPDS thing. 
Yeah. Because Ben covered. So, our, huh? Our original idea was uh, that we were going to uh, go over this and rehearse it, and then both of our lives got very busy. And uh, so, what we have this morning is what we have. Uh, but Ben covered a whole lot of territory, however. And so, uh, okay, is that the second one? Second one. Yeah. There you go. There you go. So, mine uh, is being shortened extensively. Yay! <laughs> RPC and RPDS share some of the tasks that we accept as adults and as a church. Uh, the proverb writer says, train children in the right way, and when old, they will not stray. We recognize that's a generality. There aren't specifics related to it, but it's kind of our principle and our standard that we hold to. And we as church and school share that together. One of the benefits of a school like RPDS is that it can be somewhat flexible. Uh, But as much flexibility as we try to build into the education process, we still use a lot of figurative cookie cutters along the way simply because we have to. Outside of each one teaching one, which does sometimes happen in people's lives, we must standardize to some degree. We prepare the ground, our Lenten theme, and plant seeds and add water and nutrients and whack away at the weeds as best we can, mostly in a rather predictable sort of manner. And little humans pop up out of the soil of all sizes and shapes and abilities and interests. They grow and they flourish and they wander off down paths, normal and otherwise, blowing freely in the latest gentle breeze or stormy gale, marching to the beat of the drum as each senses it in their own head, leaving us adults, mostly who did the same thing ourselves, pulling what hair we have left in our scalps, hoping, imagining, praying that our little sweeties will manage to make something out of themselves for goodness sake and for ours as well. I think we RPC folks take somewhat for granted that this school of ours simply carries on with the mundane task of training our students uh, in the way that they should go. And it does, as well as so much more. We allow that the wind, the breath, the spirit, the life of God, all of those words come from the same Hebrew root, flows in and through what we do here daily in the school and the church and into the students entrusted to our care. And one of the commitments we have as a church is not only to our school, but also to the public schools that surround us, as we did this past week with a children's enrichment workshop, where members of our church, some of you here today, went to the public schools to share in whatever way we can, causing them to be trained up in godly ways as well. Most of you have heard me say this many times already. I have been marvelously blessed to interact with the students, staff, and parents associated 
with our PDS. I don't think anything makes me smile more broadly than when I'm walking around campus and a chorus of voices calls out appropriately, not when there's class going on, Hi, Pastor Z! It's just a wonderful thing for me because they're my kitties. They're our kitties. They're God's kitties who we are doing our best to prepare for life, who at some point we will release to the winds of God's Spirit and they will blow where they will. And we, as parents and of adults and adults of every age have done, we hold our breath. RPC leaders saw fit in the late 1940s, as Ben reminded us, to gather the resources to start this ministry called RPDS. Could they have even begun to imagine how the Spirit of God would bless their efforts? No, I don't think so. Just like today, as we are challenged to dream the next chapter of our story together. Thanks be to God for this day and for the teaching of his holy word. Amen.